Welcome back to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Big E here. Uh, we have a big show ahead. Uh, this is part one of our NBA season preview with SYP creator Fuji. Tonight, we're previewing the Eastern Conference. And then on Tuesday, our part two comes out on Western Conference teams. Uh, two great episodes. I think about three hours total running time uh, combined for the shows. So lots of content. Big thanks again to Fuji for taking the time to do this. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, so stick around and enjoy the shows. All right, welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton. Biggie here, pleased to be joined by SYP creator, basketball creator, basketball insider, my basketball insider. He's basically the SYP Woj, essentially. Uh, Alex Fuji. What's happening, man? Hey, yeah. Glad to be here. Great to be talking basketball. It feels like forever since we've talked basketball. And I can't believe that the season's actually like a le- less than a week away from starting. Yeah, it's just a few days, man. Time goes by so fast, you know? Time might even be a social construct. Totally is. Totally is. I like, I like the sounds of that. All right, so we're going to go through uh, headlines. We're going to preview teams. Maybe we'll do some player predictions. Uh, this is going to be a long podcast, so buckle up. Enjoy, uh, you know, getting the full, the, the full beans, really, is what you're getting with this episode with Fuji and I. Um, Fuji, should we start with Kyrie Irving or should we start with Ben Simmons? start with Kyrie. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. So Kyrie, uh, not able to play because he is unvaccinated. Um, By choice, he he is uh, uh, providing a voice for the voiceless with these mandates and vaccine cards and all this sort of stuff. It's a really fascinating situation considering the player that Kyrie is and his status on the net. Um, Buji, when you, when you heard that Kyrie would be out indefinitely, or at least until vaccinated, what were your immediate thoughts when you, when you saw that? Honestly, at this point with Kyrie, it didn't really phase me. Um, you know, he's, he's always been bound to kind of act up, but I don't think people should be ripping into him as much. Like he still does a lot for the community, like on, around his various teams but you know it's kind of I don't think he'll have the impact that he wants to have simply because he's not playing well I, I don't know I've, I found it fascinating where um, like I feel like the same people that he's you know provide you know providing a vo- voice for the voiceless I feel like are the same people that would tell him shut up and dribble if it was like any other issue yeah. and I mean I guess if you want to, you know, stand up for those people, go for it. You have a right to do so. Why not? Um, it's just the whole, like you say, it, it's, it, it feels like a, uh, another chapter in the Kyrie NBA off the court saga that, you know, seems to continue all the time. Do you think we'll see him at all this season? It's hard to say. I think we likely will see him at some point this season, but 
it seems potentially far off. Um, I think Kyrie is moving in a different direction from the team, obviously. The team wants to contend for a championship. They have all the pieces they need, except for Kyrie. Um, they also are having trouble getting rid of him. They can't really find a trade for him. He has almost no trade value at the moment since he has a giant contract. And it's unlikely that he could even be playing for your team. Yeah, I don't. I well, well, we got a we got a mailbag question about that later about trading Kyrie, and I don't know. It just seems like a, a, a unlikely um, thing where I think this dude is just he is where he is, and he's just doing what he's doing, and it it, it kind of you know plays to the hand of the Nets where they don't really have any leverage here. The only leverage they really have is just saying, well, you can't play. But in terms of like trying to get rid, you know, rid of him by trade or releasing him and, you know, taking on a whole bunch of money, there's not really a lot of uh, positives. It feels like in the, you know, on the net side, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, you know what? This is a, a player empowerment league. Uh, we're all about, you know, supporting the players. And, you know, Kyrie has a right to do what he wants to do. I, I, I think he ha- it might not be the right decision, but he can do that. Um, do you, I guess the question is, do we think that this is going to where, – where does this go? Like where, 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 what's the next step here? So, like, this, you know, Kyrie's not playing – the Nets aren't allowing him to play. Kyrie doesn't look like he's going to get vaccinated. Do you? What do you think the next step is, or what direction do we go in after this? It's kind of, it's hard to say like what direction we can go in because as far as uh, players missing time, the league isn't allowed to find them based on their vaccination status. Um, you know, Kyrie's not really refusing to play. Exactly. He technically just cannot play because of state laws uh, surrounding his vaccination status. But, you know, so he can't lose money. There's nothing really that the Nets can do to him other than just say, like, hey, we're not going to be playing you unless you get vaccinated. Um, Kyrie kind of has all the power right now. It's kind of hard to say since they can't really do anything to him. But I just think that. Kyrie's not doing it the right way exactly. I think if you're playing, you have a much stronger voice. If you're actually playing, people see you on TV. Um, but I also think that his decision, you know, he is a celebrity. He's a role model to younger people, to people, you know, around the world, really. And, you know, having his, his decision, you know, obviously he doesn't say he's not anti-vaccine or whatnot, but realistically people do take what Kyrie does into account and I think that if he wants to be a role model a leader I think he should you know do what he's supposed to do yeah I feel like you can be like pro-vaccine and anti-mandate I I feel like you can be that um I I don't know if because it's it sounds like he isn't anti-vax he's just anti-mandate and anti like vaccine passport or whatever the 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 terminology is 
it's, it's different in some places, but yeah, I don't, I don't know where you go from here. If you're the, if you're Kyrie, I think you're, you're just kind of going on the, you know, same path that you're going down. You're just, you know, continuing what you're doing. And if you're the Nets in a way, you're kind of continuing what you're doing just without Kyrie. So we'll see how it goes and, and we'll see how it plays out in the end. It's yeah. not like, I was going to say, it's not like the Nets are a bad team either without Kyrie. Like they're still oh. really talented. So let's talk about other player impacts, Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, it looks like Simmons is returning to Philadelphia. It looks like he's going to be back with the 76ers this year. Mm-hmm. It, it, does that not feel like an L for everybody? I think most mainly Ben Simmons. Um <laughs> I, I, I like Ben Simmons kind of like as a player, but just his like, like just the skills he has, he could. I think what annoys me is that Ben could be an MVP candidate every year if he put in the work. Like, if he obviously he's probably one of the most athletically gifted guys in the whole league. Um, we've seen realistically almost no improvement. Like, throughout each year offensively his game's been the same since his rookie year he hasn't improved his shooting at all um i think really he doesn't work on his game i think he's just in the gym in the twitter instagram dms um you know my favorite stat is that um he has dated more girls six girls in his nba in the last what two years then made three-point shots. He's made five three-point shots. Um, I wish I could have those numbers, like girls dated and three-pointers made. Like, I wish I could, like, get both. He's real versatile in that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's shooting elsewhere. Listen, I, I really think with the Sixers, this is a team that for the most part has ran it back like three years too many with Simmons and MB, two years anyways. Like mm. after after losing to Toronto, that was the time to make changes and they didn't make changes. They lost Jimmy Butler. That was not really a positive change as it turned out. And then last year, watching them play Atlanta um, and watching Simmons just be so timid and I don't know if that's because he just doesn't have the confidence to, you know, drive the hole or if he's just not feeling the confidence from his teammates. I, I just, I really, I really am not uh, ecstatic about the Sixers running it back again, even though they finished first in the Eastern conference last year, not ecstatic to see them run it back again this year. Um, do I, I guess with Simmons and Embiid, do we think Simmons maybe gets, traded at the deadline mid-season maybe some teams def- desperate enough to do an in-season deal what, what are your thoughts on Simmons getting moved soon I think he definitely will be moved I think it might take you know up to a month or two I think teams will kind of start to see envision kind of what exactly their team needs maybe a team kind of wants Simmons more than right now currently um, if Simmons playing and, you know, you get to see him play 
obviously that's going to increase his trade value because the last time we saw Simmons play, it was in the playoffs. He was playing poorly. Um, you know, it's just not a good example. But, you know, he's still like a young player. There's a lot of room for growth for him. Even though he hasn't really progressed before, I think this is definitely should be his kind of wake-up call. Um, you know, teams will be wanting to give more for Simmons, potentially, and Philadelphia will probably also settle for less in a couple of months. I, I, I do think there is some value in Simmons, the player. Like, I think what he does, like, as a playmaker and, you know, a defense-first guy, like, I think there is some value to that. Um, is he overpaid? Probably. Um, is he going to, you know, be your top option ever on offense? No, probably not. Um, if there's some team that could utilize him better. And I, I, I was talking about the Golden State trade, like after the season or him going to the Warriors where he doesn't have to be a, a top option and he can play next to Draymond. I, I think that kind of made sense. It didn't really work out. Um, I, I don't know where all the other um, trade, who all, who all was interested if like the Clippers were interested. Um, you know, there's the clutch connection with LeBron and the Lakers. I don't think that really ever went no. anywhere. Um but I, I, I kind of agree with you where I think there's got to be something done soon because I, I just don't think that situation is tenable and I don't think you can have those guys all back in the same locker room running it back again for like the second or third year mm. too many. So uh, with that being said, let's get into some team previews, okay? Uh, do you want to start in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference? Uh, let's start out East. Let's make our way over here. All right. Uh, who do you, who's the first team you want to discuss in the East? Um, let's go top to bottom last year's standings. All right. So we'll go Philadelphia down. Yeah. All right. So Philadelphia. Um, we just did a bit on Simmons and Embiid. Um, oh. So the Sixers didn't really do a whole lot. They got. Simmons back, I guess, even though some people he's still on a contract, but some people thought he would be gone. Uh, they added Andre Drummond. That that's a big uh offseason move, literally big mm. offseason move. Um, you know, the rest of the team I don't actually mind. Like, I like Thibault, I like Georges Niang, Shake Milton, Maxi had a really good season last year. Yeah. I I I like where you know. This team is going in some places, but it's really just trying to get over the Ben Simmons, Embiid, Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey, just six, just the whole, like, I don't know what you call it, a diamond triangle thing of that. I would say once you get, once you figure that out, I think this team's actually like not bad. I think this team can put itself together, put itself in a good position. Your, Your thoughts on the Sixers? Um, obviously I'm not a big Andre Drummond guy. Um, I just don't think he has really an impact on the defensive end other than just being like this unit that you just have around the rim. Um, you know, he's just not vertically gifted, you know, he's got the, he's got the credit card, credit card jump, man. Um, you know, you, you, 
he jumps, you swipe the credit card, and then hits the ground again. Um, you know, he is very good at getting rebounds. He isn't the most gifted scorer. But I think realistically, what made the Sixers team so good last year was their depth and the amount of shooters they had around Ben Simmons. Even though Ben Simmons wasn't amazing offensively, he's still great in the post-ups and he's still great at finding shooters. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was going to say there's still like Seth Green, or Seth, not Seth Green, Seth Curry's on this team. Danny Green yeah. is on this team. Tobias Harris. Like there, yeah. there's enough quality shooting around uh, to make Simmons useful on this squad. Yeah, I think my biggest question is, you know, if they, when they deal Ben Simmons, what are they getting back in return? Because I think that will definitely change how the team operates significantly. Um, you know, it depends. Are they getting back a point guard? Are they getting back, are they getting a scorer? What kind of, you know, what's going to happen with this offense? Because without Ben Simmons' passing ability, if you're not, if you don't have a quality guard running the show, you know, it's harder for this team. It's a, more of a struggle to find the looks they had last year. Um, and if you have a scorer, you know, what's going to happen? How is, you know, how is the ball going to be distributed? Because you want the ball in Joel Embiid's hands, obviously. Um, you know, the, a lot changes depending on where Ben Simmons goes. And also, you know, how is their defense going to look? Their defense was amazing on the perimeter with Ben Simmons, um, Ty Bully, Danny Green. Um, how does that change as well? Um, my, my one, my one uh, Embiid um, anecdote, I guess, is if you're if you're falling if you're if you're falling for the Embiid pump fake at the perimeter, if you're still doing that in in 2021, uh, you need to be sent down to the G League. Like stop stop biting for the stupid Embiid pump. Fake. It's been like three years now. Like you guys can stop baiting on that. Like it, it's not happening. I hate to break it to you. That's my Embiid insight. Stop biting on his fucking pump fakes. Well, Ian, I think you would make a great coach. <laughs> Thanks. Um, with Philadelphia, they finished first in the East last year. We're, we're going to play our, our game uh, higher, lower, or equal to. Uh, with Philadelphia, they finished first, so they can't really get higher. Uh, are they going to finish equal to or lower in the Eastern Conference this year? I'm going with lower. Yeah, lower? All right. I like I like them finishing lower, too. Um Let's go with Brooklyn then. So we talk, again, we talked about Kyrie. Um, the rest of the team looks fucking awesome with Durant, Harden, Blake Griffin is back. Uh, that's going to be cool to see. Uh, Blake Griffin uh, in Brooklyn. So pretty much a championship or bust with this team, right? Mm. Like that's where we're at. Like this team has to win a championship. There is no other option. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Pretty much. Um, you know, the team still has a lot of depth. They have a lot of veterans. Um, you know, they added um, Patty Mills, Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge is returning. Uh, Bruce Bowens, Joe Harris. There's a lot of 
quality guys on this team. Uh, Jeff Green, one of my favorite players. Um, there's a lot of guys. Like, this is probably the deepest team right now in the East. There's a lot of guys. A lot of guys can step up. A lot of guys consistent, do the dirty work. Um, obviously, missing Kyrie is a big thing, but I think Patty Mills can do a good job if he is the starting point guard for most of this year. Hey, I, I was told Cam Thomas is good. Yeah. Um, I, I've been pretty told, skilled. I, I've been told that, you know, he, I, I was told he was just playing on a bad call or not a bad, but you know, LSU was holding him back. IE Ben Simmons, you know, it's LSU's fault. Just wait till, you know, he gets into Brooklyn plays behind Harden, Patty Mills. Look, look out on Cam Thomas. Yeah, I think if you're looking at an Achilles heel for this team, I think it is in the paint. Um, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge hasn't been the best defender in his career. I think Blake Griffin is kind of undersized as well in the paint. Um, you know, I think Giannis did have a field day down low. Joel Embiid, if they get that matchup, is going to have a field day as well. Um, but still very high expectations for this team. I, I think it's like a money ball situation where they're just going to get like three or four guys, you know, who collectively score like, you know, five to 10 points and they'll manage to get 20 points out of position per average per game. That's where I think yeah. it's going to go. Um, Nick Claxton also was like a guy who like was playing important minutes at, at, mm. at, in stretches this year for the Nets. Um, Joe Harris is like now everybody's, favorite he's like the new Kyle Korver I feel like like everybody's new favorite like white three-point shooter I feel like that's but maybe a better Kyle Korver maybe that's what Joe Harris is it's just a no. better <laughs> Kyle Korver's the goat man <laughs> um yeah the Nets it's not that difficult basically it's just they have to win a title or bust that that's all that that there is with this team uh will they finish higher lower or equal to second in the east this year um, I am going to say higher because Ooh. I think that they were very unhealthy last year. The big, the big three was kind of staggering, uh, or, you know, staggering time together throughout the whole season. Kevin Durant, obviously with the Achilles, James Harden, just multiple injuries. Kyrie Irving just paid time off, I guess. Hard, um, Harden was kind of fat sometimes last year. Yeah, that's okay, you know. But haven't we haven't we all put on weight during COVID? Oh yeah, of course. I can't blame him, man. He's still cooking everybody's favorite point guard. But um, I got Brooklyn finishing equal in in second. So they're gonna be second in the East again this year. Okay, so you got somebody. You got somebody in first, then. I got somebody in first, and. Let's talk about them. Let's. I think it's Milwaukee's going to okay. be. So let's talk about Milwaukee. So Milwaukee reigning champions for the first time since, uh, well, 47 years. What is that? 1974? That sounds right. I, that's why I'm in English. I'm not a not really a uh, math guy. Uh, the Bucks. not really. I mean, they're losing. They lost a few pieces over the off season here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
they're losing your boy PJ Tucker. Uh, Jeff Jeff Teague also gone. Bryn Forbes also gone. But for the most part, like you know, this team is relatively the same. I like the addition of George Hill. Mm-hmm. Rodney Hood can you know put up some uh, you know some good ten minute stretches here. Uh, your thoughts on the Bucks heading into their um, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for into their uh, their uh, uh, reigning championship season? Um, I think this team looks about the same as last year. I think they are a lot deeper at the guard position though. They picked up George Hill, Rodney Hood might get some minutes. Um, Grayson Allen, I think, is going to be a really good pickup. Uh, I think he's been one of the better two-way guards in the league, and I think he'll be able to pick up significant minutes at the shooting guard position between him and DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo is also banged up for the later part of the season. Didn't really see him in the playoffs. Um, I think this team is going to be a lot better defensively on the guard at the guard position. Um, they did lose P.J. Tucker, but I think that Bobby Portis can fill that kind of void at the forward position. Um, I actually really liked watching Bobby Portis last year. Like yeah. it's one of my, my favorite, like it was kind of like, Oh, I wasn't expecting this from this guy. And he's actually like playing, you know, valuable minutes for the box. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cool. Um, you know, hopefully he can do that again. It'd be nice to see him do that again, but we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think Milwaukee just needs to kind of have another guy coming up behind Portis now, since he is moving into that uh, starting position, likely with PJ Tucker gone. Um, I think this Milwaukee is just as scary as last year. Great defensive team. They've got shooters that get hot. Obviously, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. That's still going to be one of the best big threes in the league. Giannis is still getting better as a shooter. Like he got better as a shooter as the finals went on, well, as the playoffs went on, really, which was incredible considering all the other skills that he's bringing to the table for the Bucks. So I'm really excited to watch this team. I think this team is also just, you know, they won a championship last year, but they've historically have been a, a really good regular season team under Mike Budenholzer. Like this, they just seem to do really well in the regular season. Um, they, they had a really good. 2019-20 season before uh, COVID hit it, hit them. So I, I, I'm I'm willing to you know put money on them, kind of you know going back to back, or at least having a good regular season. I, I I would feel more confident about their regular season chances than their postseason chances. But you can convince me to put money on them to repeat. Um, do, is there like an X factor? So the X factor is Bobby Portis then. For the Bucks is being able to replace T, um, Tucker. I think, yeah, I would go with him and Grayson Allen. Um, or I would, actually, I would go with DiVincenzo and Grayson Allen. Um, I think them progressing. They're probably the younger guys on this team. They're talented guards. They're good shooters. They're good defenders. Um, you know, I think this adds a lot to Milwaukee because they were lacking at that guard position. I think if you're a playoff team and you're trying to make a title run and you're like, oh shit, I have no, nobody to like have at the guard position. 
I'm just going to sign George Hill for the minimum. Like that's, that's always happened. Sixers did it. Cavs did it. Um, every team that's in trouble at the guard position just signs George Hill. And he's been doing that for like two decades. Um, I'll come fill this role. Sure. This, this, this seems like a, a smart play. Yeah. I, I think just DiVincenzo and Grayson Allen, if they step up, they earn more minutes. Um, you know, they just keep progressing. They'll be like great quality starters, six men. Um, yeah, I think it changes a lot for Milwaukee. Uh, higher, lower, or equal to third? I said higher. First place, I got them. Where are you putting the bucks? I want to put them higher. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how much higher they could get, but I would say higher. All right. That's a fair play. Uh, let's go to the New York Knicks. They finished fourth last season. They were one of the most exciting, entertaining teams, just I think partially because none of us were expecting it, uh, but also yeah. because it was fun to have good basketball at Madison Square Garden instead of watching uh, shit teams and James Dolan be the center of attention. Now this team uh, is in contention to do well. They had a really good season from... Um, Julius Randle, Canadian R.J. Barrett had a good season. Emmanuel Quickly was one of the more popular rookies last year. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Knicks heading into 2021-2022? Um, I'm looking to see about the same similar amount of success as last year. Um, you know, Thibodeau, Thibodeau teams have always been really good in the regular season mostly because of uh, Thibodeau's minutes, giving every starter 40 minutes a game. You know, got to get that cardio in there. Um, I am excited about Kemba Walker Walker pickup. Um, I think he wasn't being utilized very well in Boston. I think having him as a primary scorer slash playmaker is going to be, you know, great for him, but also great for the Knicks. You're getting an exciting point guard. Um, somebody who has a chip on his shoulder over the last two years uh, with the Celtics not really getting his time to shine, kind of getting slandered. Um, you know, I think having a primary playmaker, a reliable scorer, playmaker, shooter, um, next to Randall is exactly what this team needs. I think Randall had too much on his plate to kind of deal with in the playoffs. It led to him being kind of inconsistent. Um, teams focusing on him in the playoffs. I don't think he could do what he does. Uh, I think Kemba will really put a lot of pressure there. Yeah, I mean, I like Julius Randle, but he's not a number one option, and he was playing like a number one option last year. And it worked out like for you know the most part. It worked out for the 72 games they played last year. It didn't quite work out against the Hawks in the first round, who the Knicks lost to. Um, but, I mean, you know, all the pieces that they have here, Derek Rose, Kemba Walker, Randall, Barrett, Evan Fournier is going to probably be the starting shooting guard for this team. Obi Topping hopefully will take another step this season. Quickly has another good year. Um, you know, we'll see if Kevin Knox can put it together. Maybe we'll see. Like, I, I think, you know, even Mitchell Robinson, who uh, somebody once told me would be the greatest player in the world if fouls didn't count. Um, I, 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 I think, 
you know, there's a lot of good pieces on this team. Are they, a, you know, elite Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly team? No, I don't think they're in that tier, but I think they can be a really good fourth, fifth, sixth team in the East and can be a bitch to play against on some nights. I just want to know who told you that Mitchell I, Robinson would be the best player. Was that I, Neil? No, I heard it on a podcast one time. I think it was a Knicks fan who said it. And this was, good. this was also like, I want to say pre pandemic, um, like Mitchell Robinson, who like, I think was doing okay. And then like, would just foul out with like seven points in a game. And it's just like, okay, fouling out fine. Like at least put up 20 before you foul out. Like, don't, don't just foul out after scoring seven. You, you can, you can score more. We know it's there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm probably like one of the like few people who's maybe high on Mitchell Robinson, uh, or not high, high is maybe, uh, too nice of a term. I, I don't mind Mitchell Robinson. I don't, I don't mind what he brings to the table. Um, who's your kind of guy. You mentioned Kemba Walker. Who's your guy on the Knicks that you're really looking forward to this watching this season? Um, definitely quickly. Quickly. Okay. I would like to see him progress more. Um, you know, he was kind of up there when he was hot during the season. He was, you know, top three in the rookie ladder. I think he could definitely very easily become a starter this year with some of the other veteran guys leaving. Um, he could definitely be a starter or, you know, a very good six man. Uh, you know, he wasn't amazing on the defense end, which kind of lessened him onto the bench. But I think just progressing, progressing more, put it on weight, getting more skilled, he'll likely be a starter. I I, I was uh, if you if you I, I was big on Obi Toppin this year. If you told me last year that you know Emmanuel quickly would be a more useful rookie than Obi Toppin, I I would said you're wrong. Um I, I guess it is also in a way challenging to get time and some minutes with Tom Thibodeau as your head coach. I don't think he I don't think he loves to play the rookies unless he really has to. And he doesn't really like, you know, he can take quickly off, you know, since like you say, he's a little bit of a liability defensively. He can take quickly off or he could take top and off and, you know, put other guys there who are maybe uh, more balanced and more useful. Um, I, I, I'm really excited to see this team. I'm really excited to see the garden full people, full of energy, full of, full of optimism, which is a weird thing to say. Um, are the Knicks going to finish higher, lower, or equal to fourth in the East this year? I'm going to go with equal. Okay. I think they try a bit harder than everybody else in the regular season. Um, you know, why wouldn't you? You know, you're at MSG. Everyone's there. Everyone's, you know, greatest, you know, the greatest sports arena in the world. It really is. I, as someone who's gone to watch a hockey game there, uh, it's probably the nicest building I've ever been in my entire life. Um, I don't think there's anything close to it. I'm going to say the, the Knicks are less. They, they, they don't finish fourth, but it's like a small less. Like I still, like I said, they're like fourth, fifth or sixth, but I'm, I'm going to say they finished just below fourth. Um, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks and uh, notable heel uh, Trey Young. He's the star on this team, and not because he's been wrestling in the WWE uh, on occasion. 
I, I actually really like the Hawks. Like, I really like their pieces that they got between Young, John Collins is like one of my favorite younger, you know, four or five like spot guy in the league. Um, I don't mind Clint Capella. I, I, I was high on Cam Reddish when he came out of the draft. And, um, you know, the last game against Milwaukee when he went off for like 30 points, I think, when, before they got eliminated, it was like, okay, I'm still invested in this guy. I, I still believe in Cam Reddish. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, too, like one of the, you know, not as talked about, should be talked about more uh, players at, you know, the three spot. What do you see from the Hawks this year? And, and what do you think fans should be excited about with the Hawks this year? mostly just you know progression like all the guys they're pretty young um you know they can all still improve quite a lot you know they spend more time like together they get better as a team they get better more skilled more consistent um and you know trey young he's a flashy point guard and he showed that he could put the team on his back really um you know, I think they will do, you know, they'll still have the same amount of success last year. I think they can only kind of build. Um, I think to be like championship contenders, putting themselves over like Milwaukee or Brooklyn, I think they do need another guy to kind of get to that near all-star level. Uh, Trey Young, obviously last year, snubbed from being an all-star. John Collins can get there as well. I think they just need like one more of their young guys to kind of get to that level, same level as Trey and John. Um, or they just they they add another piece. But you know, I think it's kind of hard if you are the Hawks, like how successful the team's been, how well the guys have been playing. I think it's hard for you to like part with any of them really. Well, this is where Cam Reddish, you know, shines. Finally, he finally puts it all together and he becomes the big three uh, in Atlanta. Um, oh, and one of the other things I want to mention is Nate McMillan, now the full-time coach. He was the uh, interim coach after Atlanta uh, started the season. What did they start the season at last year? It was not very good. I'm going to pull it up right now. This is really interesting stuff to listen to. Uh, Atlanta... Uh, went 14 and 20 with Lord Lloyd Pierce uh, and then Nate McMillan uh, finished out the rest of the season as the head coach. He um, he's a guy I really like. I, I like to like, obviously he's been coaching for uh, a number of years now. He was last in Indiana before Atlanta. And I, I, I think he was doing some really good things in Indiana. Now with the Hawks, uh, I think he has a more talented roster. It's just a matter of putting it all together in a normal season. Um, I, I'm with you. I think this team could use another star. I feel like they're just missing one more guy to really, you know, push them to the top of the table. I don't know who it, I, I don't think that guy is on this team. I, I joke about Cam Reddish. It could be him. Could be DeAndre Hunter. Um, y- you know what you're getting with Lou Williams at this point. Danilo, if he can put, you know, if he can be healthy, he can be a really valuable, maybe sixth, seventh guy on this team. I mean, I have to say, he can't be six guy, six man with, you know, Lou Will on the team. But oh, man, you know, that is the six man. That is that is literally the six man. Uh, Danilo, he he could be a you know a really you know good seventh piece on this team if he stays healthy. 
I'm, I'm excited to watch the Hawks again this year with McMillan. You know, I, I was never a big fan of like the Harden Paul Rockets team for those years, but that's kind of what I feel like with this team. Like, I feel like Trey Young is like the James Harden. I, I don't know if they have the Chris Paul yet, and maybe that's who they're, you know, that's who they're looking for. I, I feel like Young is a similar, you know, style of player to what Harden is. Um, you know, Clint Capella was on those Rockets team, so maybe that's why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Uh, they do really, you know, good stuff offensively. They got better last year when McMillan took over defensively. Who knows? I, I'm really excited for Atlanta. I think you're excited for Atlanta. Is there a player outside of Collins or Young that you uh, want to see take another step this season? Obviously, it's going to be Kevin Harder for me. Okay. I think that, you know, I think it's funny. I think it's funny how there's all these guys, like, that just hype them up all the time. I think, I think that's great. Um, you know, I definitely, I think it's funny, like just watching this like skinny, like super pale redhead dude just cook people in the playoffs. I think his hair um, got more red as the series went along against. Oh him. yeah, he was hot, man. He was hot. He's <laughs> on fire, literally. <laughs> He's like, what? Remember In and Out or Inside Out, like the movie, and the like the red guy who would just get fiery angry. Like that was Kevin Herter, I think, when he was playing Philadelphia. Yeah. I think it was like somebody's got to do a side by side of that if they haven't already, because I think that's what it was. It's like a skin, like a skinny Jokic is what it is. It's like that. That's kind of what it was like, just like that that type of red with 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 the ginger hair, which adds to. The- uh-huh. uh, oh well. Um, will they finish higher, lower, or equal to fifth in the East? I'm gonna go with higher. Okay. Um, you know, I think they'll be more consistent this year, and the young guys will just only get better. I I, I have them finishing higher because I think this team should take a next step, especially after like getting to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels like a team that should be taking another step. Um, they have the talent to do so. I don't know if they go and get another piece. It, it, you know, there's no time like the president, but on the same hand, it does feel a little bit early to go out and try and get like a top 30 player in the league, top 20 or top 30 player to, you know, pair alongside Trey. So who knows, but I got them finishing higher than, uh, fifth. So we're both high on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Let's go to sixth. From last year in the Eastern Conference, that would be the Miami Heat, who had a bit of a disappointing year last year after making the finals the year before. Uh, fell off a little bit. Um, well-known white guy Tyler Hero uh, struggled in a in his full season uh, after having a really good postseason before. Jimmy Butler was the MVP of that team, arguably one of the MVPs for the league. I thought last year, just in you know him trying to carry again, it, it's basically all of last season was you know that photo of him, uh, you know hunkered over like the 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 sign or whatever in the bubble. That was him last season, just exhausted. Um, you know Duncan Robinson got a big deal over the yeah. off season, the highest contract ever for an undrafted player. Uh, what do you like or dislike about the Heat this upcoming season? Um, I like the pickups they got. I mean, you know, I'm liking the Lowry trade. I'm liking, 
you know, the Eric Gordon or the PJ Tucker pickup. Um, you know, I think they're getting better defensively, which was kind of a struggle. Um, you know, I think Bam is just going to get better. I think he's going to step up more. Uh, I really like Lowry coming in, come joining the team. I think it gives them, it makes them a lot better defensively, especially around the perimeter. Uh, obviously, uh, Kyle's one of the best point guards on the defensive end. Um, he's more consistent scorer, shooter. They need to step up from Goran. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they have that weakness as much around at the guard position, you know, defensively. Um, and you, I think it it kind of sucks that they lost guys like Hendrick Nunn. Um, it kind of hurts their depth there a little bit, but I think they will manage anyways. The, I was going to say, this team is like, I mean, outside of like Udonis Haslam, who is somehow still in the league. Um, like this team is fairly young, considering like Bam was born in 1997. Tyler Hero was born in 2000. I mean, Duncan Robinson is 1994, so he's not as, you know, young. Um, you know, they got Micah Potter, who is like, hey, can I see, can I copy your homework? Sure, change it a little bit compared to like Michael Porter Jr. That's that's Micah Potter. Um, you know, I, I, I think this team, just with the law of averages, I think this team is, is destined to bounce back. They have one of the better players in the league in Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo is really, you know, developing as one of the best five you know like um like five spots like one of the best centers in the league mm-hmm. you know if they can get uh you know improves the you know lowry is going to be a, a, a starting guard which is important if they can get you know better seasons from hero um you know a full healthy season from duncan robinson i think this team could be really good and, and it could be really competitive like i don't i don't know I feel like if like when they're on their game, they can be re- like between like um, Milwaukee and Atlanta. Like I see like yeah. they're right the right in the middle of there. Um, where where do you what do you think would be a, a successful season for the Miami Heat? Is it finishing third and making it to the Eastern Conference Final? What, like what do you think would be a, a successful year for the Heat? I think this is also one of the teams where it's kind of a you know make or break kind of thing. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, is probably like soon going to exit his prime. Um, Kyle Lowry, obviously like a little bit past his prime. They have the mix of young guys and veterans, and, you know, but I think the issue is that you're not going to have the same team in the next two, three years. Um, you know, they'll be moving on from guys like Lowry, probably moving on from Jimmy Butler so they can free up more salary. Um, you know, I think they want to have as much success as possible, but, you know, you still have these young guys you can go back on down the road. Yeah, and, and I mean, part of it too, I think it's just how the NBA is and just things happen, like things happen fast in basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like your window is maybe three years. Unless you have like a real like homegrown superstar or just Durant or LeBron, um, I, I feel like that's kind of just how it is. 
I don't know if Pat Riley, this, this might be Pat Riley's. I know, you know, it, it's almost obligated to say that this might be Pat Riley's last kick at the can. Like if he doesn't get it done with Jimmy Butler or bam, or, you know, one of those guys, then he might just, you know, give up the day-to-day stuff, but we'll see. Uh, do you see Miami finishing higher, lower, or equal to six in the Eastern Conference? I think they should realistically finish higher um, or equal to. It kind of depends because I'm not loving their depth at certain positions, like at the center position, um, at the forward position, even at the point guard position kind of. I'm not sure how well Tyler Harrow could run the point. I think he's a good shooting guard, but I don't know how his playmaking's progressed. But you know, normally deeper teams tend to win more in the regular season, but we'll kind of have to see how that works out. I have them finishing higher because I, I think this team yeah. is just going to mm-hmm. bounce back, play better, uh, and maybe a normal season too. Maybe they have, you know, with no COVID restrictions, not that there really were any in Florida, but, you know, with, with a normal year, uh, fans in the building, bit more consistency all around. I think that will help the heat tremendously. Uh, let's go to number seven, uh, the Boston Celtics, uh, who as, as we're recording this will not have, uh, Marcus smart. I believe Marcus smart is not playing in their preseason game on Friday because I believe he missed a plane, uh, as we record this Thursday. So he is not, not missing, uh, much. He's just missing a preseason game against the magic on Friday. Um, the Celtics had a really weird year last year where things just never clicked. They just never gelled. Uh, they have two very, I don't want to say promising because it makes them sound like they're prospects and they're young. I mean, they are young, but like Mm -hmm. they have two really good pieces in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, I, I think that's, I think a lot of teams, if they just had that, they would be very thrilled. Uh, to you know, build a team around those kind of guys as versatile wings who can shoot or play make. Um, do you, do you think things are gonna be different this year? You know, there's no Brad Stevens. He's now moved upstairs. Do you think things are gonna be better for the Celtics this year? Um. Yeah, I think they should be better. I think Jalen Brown being hurt definitely hurt them, especially around the playoffs. Um, Jason Tatum obviously showed that he can win games on his own. Um, you know, stole a game off Philly, I believe. Or, sorry, stole a game from the Nets, I think. But Yeah, they stole a game from the Nets. I, I, what I was going to say, one of the, like, I thought they are actually going to be okay last year. Part of it was because they mm. beat like Mil- like their opening season game last year. They beat beat Milwaukee at home, and things felt really good. And then it was just never the same after that. Unfortunately, yeah, I think it was kind of hard. I think Kemba struggled in Boston. Um, you know, not being like a primary playmaker. I think he tried to take on more of a facilitator role. And I don't think that was what Kemba's game was, and with his like huge contract i think it was kind of hard to you know have other pieces Mm -hmm. i think they really needed ken but at his full value and i think he kind of regressed a bit um i do like i still do like guys like marcus smart i like 
uh, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, um, you know, just these like gritty players that will do the work. Um, it makes me really excited about Jalen Brown. If he comes in and he's healthy, he's like an all-star player. He's become almost like close to the same level as Jason Tatum, like on the offensive end, which is kind of not what I expected from his first years. I kind of thought he was going to be one of those guys that is kind of like a glue guy, kind of like a young Draymond or something. But, you know, offensively, he's grown a lot. He's become a great shooter, ball handler. Um, I think this team will do very well. I think they've got a lot of young guys and even like their veteran kind of guys, like Marcus Smart is that old. Um, they picked up, you know, some other decent guys to fill other positions, but I think they are like a piece off right now. Um, I, I kind of see them being like the Knicks from last year where they, they kind of go, I mean, they have, I think better play. Like I think, Tatum and Brown are maybe both better than Randall, but there's an argument yeah. to be made there. Um, you know, I, I live like Schroeder, like they got him in free agency and I, mm. and I think he can maybe give you 75% of what Walker was giving you in Boston. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think we, again, we kind of know with Enos Cantor, like really good offensively. He's a civ defense defensively. Um, so you kind of know, like, and, and he, you know, he's been in the organization before Horford's mm-hmm. been in the organization before. So you kind of know what you're getting with those guys, Josh Richardson. I, I, I don't mind. I guess he's going to replace kind of what Evan Fournier was supposed to give you. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind this team. I think this team could, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know about a, like a, a conference finals or a championship run, but I think this team could be like a really, you know, underrated uh solid regular season team uh higher lower or equal to uh seventh i want to say higher mainly because i think jason tatum and jalen brown will just keep getting better i think they're probably going to be better defensively this year um you know especially since i think grant williams is going to be playing more significant time on the floor that's what i love to hear the Time Lord. Um, I also think that the Celtics probably aren't done making moves. I think they will be probably acquiring a high caliber guard. I think I don't, I wouldn't count them out of a Simmons deal yet. I think there's probably some way that they could get maybe potentially get their hands on Simmons later. Um, I think they also. I think that's probably unlikely, but I think they could maybe look to try and get like a Levert or Brogdon off the Pacers. I think that would be really good, but you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, you must have been reading my notes because I said I'm not out on Grant Williams or Robert Williams the third. Yeah, um, you, you know, and and you, it sounds like Kyrie maybe not be is not interested in returning to Boston. Is that also what I'm hearing? I think, yeah. All right. I don't think that I don't think you're seeing a Kyrie in Boston. All right, fair enough. All right, now we're gonna move on to the Washington Wizards, uh, who um, are a team that play in the NBA. Traded, uh, not their best. I guess Bradley Beal would technically be their best asset, but 
hey, you know what? They they're here. Uh, they 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 made the playoffs. Uh, they played. Um, yeah, they played. They played in a play-in tournament. And they played Brooklyn. No, Philly. Yeah, Philly. Philly. I don't know what happened. Anyways, um, what what are your thoughts on just the Wizards? Do you have any thoughts on the Wizards? Um, you know they gotta do something, anything really. Um, you know they dumped Westbrook and. They kept Beal, which kind of shows that they're a little split on the direction they want to go towards. Uh, they, you know, they're keeping Beal, who's kind of in his prime, trying to win. Um, apparently, he's happy in Washington, which is good. Um, but I don't think you're getting any big name free agents anytime soon. Um, no, I can't. No, I can't imagine any free agents who's like, you know, where I think is a really good place to play, Washington. I, I, I don't think in in the NBA, I don't think people are saying that. Um, can I name off all the guys that they got from the Westbrook trade? Go for it. They acquired Cantavius uh, Caldwell Pope, KCP, who I finally can stop rooting for. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie. They got an assigned trade from Brooklyn. Montrez Harrell, who I actually, like, didn't mind. I thought he was, like, okay at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, didn't quite work with the Lakers, but, you know, not everybody does. Aaron Holiday, who I totally forgot was still in the league. He definitely seems like a who-he-play-for type guy right now, Aaron Holiday. Kyle Kuz. Well, now he's on Washington. Kyle Kuzma, uh, my king, uh, gone, which is too bad. I think he was like one of my dad's like three favorite Lakers. Like for a while there, yeah. Like on a championship season, I think his like three favorite three favorite Lakers were like LeBron, Rondo, and Kuz. I think those are like the three guys that he really liked. And now having Kuz gone, um. You know, it's 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 a it's an emotional, um, you know. It's tough. It's really tough. I'm bittersweet on Kyle Kuzma leaving the Lakers. They also got the draft rights to Isaiah Todd, um, who got he's got two first names, so like he should be good. Guys with two first names are, are usually more successful. And cash considerations from the Pacers. The Pacers are actually giving money to the Wizards. Um, hey man, anything to get rid of Aaron Holiday. Yeah, I we will pay you to have this guy we, off our hands. We, we, oh God. Um, one of my, uh, one of my favorite pickups in the off season, uh, was Corey Kispert, who they drafted from Gonzaga, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, my original hometown in the states of Edmonds, Washington. So, I kind of got a rooting interest in Corey Kispert. Uh, who, what, is there anything that you're interested in in, in, in the Wizards this upcoming season? Um, I'm interested in, is Spencer Dinwiddie healthy? Is he going to be better than he was before? Is he going to be worse? We haven't seen him play in a year. Um, I'm excited because I really liked Dinwiddie. I thought he was probably the best guard in New, in New York until Harden showed up. 
Um, oh, the, oh, that's really saying something about D'Angelo Russell. Wow. I, I, wow. Okay. Well, I think he was, I think D'Lo was better, but I think he was, I think he was the best guard in, in New York until they acquired James Harden. All right. Um, I am excited to see Rui Hachimura progress. Um, and uh, Daniel Gafford. I'd like to see the young guys get better. Um, Hachimura, I, I really like. Um, I, I have, uh, I don't have as much stock in Davis Bertans now because uh, he got the bank and just got worse. Um, yeah. Big fan of Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston from Michigan State. Uh, big fan of him. Listen. There are some, I don't think this team is going to be all that great, but there are some pieces no. that I am rooting for individually. And I might actually have like a little bit because I'm that asshole. I might actually have a little bit of a rooting interest in the wizards this year. Um, their head coach is Wes Unseld jr. Who uh, was a big part of having like the nugget. He was he formerly an assistant with the nuggets. He was a big part of their defense mm-hmm. last year, which I think was ranked sixth in efficiency. That's that's what I have down here. Anyways, um, any final thoughts on the Wizards? I'm just glad I don't have final thoughts for them. <laughs> they they are lower than eighth, right? They they're gonna finish lower than eighth this yep. year. Right? We got them lower. All right. Um, you know what? I can I I do kind of want to see them in the play in again this year. Um. <laughs> Indiana. Um, speaking of uh, Gonzaga players, uh, Demontis Sabonis. A little bit of a simp for him, you yeah. know. Got a little Saboner. It happens more often than you think. You know, I I'm I'm really interested with the Pacers this year because I think the biggest addition for them is coaching with Rick Carlisle, former Mavericks head coach. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm kind of surprised how it played out in, in his exit. I thought he was, you know, I guess I'm kind of surprised like Brad Stevens. I, I thought just the coach was like really good and, you know, they wouldn't get rid of somebody like him. I thought he was too, almost too good to fail. Um, you know, he, he used to coach the Pacers from 2003, to 2007. What are you excited about with the Pacers this year? What are you interested in with this team? Um. Mainly health, health and good fortune. Um, I think they have like really good guys. Like Malcolm Brogdon's quietly been a great point guard. Um, Karis LeVert, obviously, he's going to keep improving, potentially all star level. And then they have, you know, the guys we know TJ Warren, Bubble Goat, um, Sabonis. Miles Turner, like they have a lot of quality guys that could make this a playoff team, but unfortunately, last year their health kind of got in the way, and they we didn't see them in the playoffs. But wasn't the the last time we were doing the season preview, um, marketing director SYP creator uh, Armin was like all in on TJ Warren. Yeah, he said TJ Warren was going to be an all star, and that didn't really happen, did it? No. No, not at all. Um, I'm excited to see Miles Turner. Yeah. 
I don't know. I like there's part of me that still thinks like this guy can work. Like this guy, you know, can uh make it happen. He 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 was um almost an all star. He was getting all star love, I think, last year, wasn't it? A little bit, yeah. I mean, um, I think it's kind of hard for two all stars to come from Indiana. I but know, I know. You know, he, he got he got you know twelve and six last year. You got three and yeah. a half blocks per game. I, I mean, that's something. He's like mm-hmm. always seems to be healthy, like hardly injured. Hardly injured. Hardly. Anyway, no, listen, listen. Um, I mean, last year, sure. Last year, mm-hmm. missed quite a bit of time. But like before that, like he was doing like, you know, pretty good. All right, listen. Um, where. where what are we rooting for with the pay? Are we rooting for Sabonis to have another double double season, make the All Star team? Are are we rooting for Jeremy Lamb to you know really pop off? Like who who are we rooting? For? Who should we be rooting for? Do you think on on the Pacers? Brad Watermaker. Um, I gotta go with Brogdon Levert. I think that's a pretty underrated backcourt, and you know I think this year I'm hoping they show they show up. I like the sounds of that. Um, all right. Higher, lower, or equal to ninth in the Eastern Conference. Where do we see the Pacers? I want to say higher. I think they were pretty okay. banged up. All their play, starting lineup was kind of staggered. No TJ Warren, like cool year. Um, yeah, Pacers higher. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say equal to. I'm going to say they finished ninth again. You know okay. what? I, I think Sabonis and Turner. You know, you're really selling me on on Warren uh, and, and Brogdon. You know, this team might just sneak into a play-in tournament again. That's what this team feels like—a play-in tournament team. That's what the Pacers feel like to me right now. So I'm going to say equal to at ninth. Okay. Uh number ten last year in the Eastern Conference, the Charlotte Hornets. I feel like this is the team that you're really excited to talk about. Mostly so you can go off on LaMelo Ball for like five minutes and how great he is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge LaMelo Ball fan. Um, you know, I think he's just going to keep getting better. I think he's going to be an all-star this year, realistically. I think I think the all-star game is a popularity thing, and I think LaMelo Ball is as popular as they come. Are we just going to all vote for LaMelo to get in? Oh, of course. You know, I just put LaMelo at each position. Point guard, LaMelo, shooting guard, LaMelo, small forward, LaMelo, power forward, LaMelo, center, LaMelo ball. Um, no. He, he, I mean, he, I don't, he didn't win rookie of the year last year. It was, it was Anthony Edwards, I think, wasn't it? Because LaMelo, no, he won. He won. He did win. Okay. Cause I was going to say, well, who else? Who else? Well, who else? Well, Big baller. Well, triple B's. <laughs> Told you so. You know, somebody sent me, um, I think they're LaMelo, new, like, LaMelo release shoes. And it's, like, $750. No like, way. No way. I'll, I'll send you it later. Um, no way, $750. I, I saw them. I don't think they're $750. I'll see what I, maybe it's Canadian. But I, I want to pull this up here because it was quite a bit of money. Um, the point is... Um, I, I feel like uh, uh, 
LeVar Ball unveiled luxury BBB shoes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Puma ones. No, okay, these are just BBB. That's just BBB. That's a steal. It's BBB. Do you think you're going to get those shoes? You know, I'll take out a loan from the bank and then I'll get them. After the conversion makes it 1500 You know, I actually, here's the thing with the Hornets. So you have Scary Terry, who's okay, actually. Like, I think he's fine. Yeah. I don't think he's great. I think he's just, a, you know, a fine, solid point guard. Uh, you know, you had Gordon Hayward, Twitch Daddy. Who is that? Is that is that not is that not correct? <laughs> I you know you have, you have, hey man, you can say whatever you want. It's your fun. You know that's a good point. Um, you have Gordon Hayward, who you know really seemed to come to. He really okay. I will say too, he looks really good in no Charlotte colors. Like he he, he really seemed to, to uh. he really seemed to look like he he looked nice in Hornets. You know, uh, the 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 um the pinstripe you know i mean they brought in kelly Oubre, which i feel like just adds um you know five wins purely based on looks are we, are we, okay. are we not doing that either is that still a thing of we just uh jokingly talk about kelly Oubre jr no we can still do that all right sweet um and you know you have miles bridges mm-hmm. who's good PJ Washington, I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I again, I this team feels like they're two or three like stars away from actually being like a legitimate like top three contender, but they definitely feel like a playoff team. Another year, yeah. you know, another year with uh, James Borgo as a head coach, a, hel- a healthy Lamelo Ball. I yeah, I think this team could uh you know be a playoff team this year. What, do, yeah, what are your sure. thoughts? Um, kind of have to see how it goes because I think they have a lot of versatility in their lineups, especially around the forward position. Um, you know, you could have Kelly Oubre and Gordon Hayward starting. You could have Miles Bridges and starting. You could have, you know, you can kind of have whoever you want kind of around the forward position. You can kind of play around who's been the best fit. Obviously, you got the Terry Rozier, Lamelo Ball in the backcourt. Um, you know they lost Cody Zeller, which doesn't sound that <laughs> insane, but you know he's probably their most solid center. Um, you know I'm kind of excited for James Booknight. I think he fell in the draft quite a long ways than he was projected to be. Uh, I'm not sure what that reason is. Maybe he's not as healthy or didn't have good workouts. Um, maybe maybe UConn is overrated as a basketball program. Well, maybe in women's basketball now, but uh, you never know. Um, you know, there's there's such a young team, and they have now these consistent guys like Rozier, Hayward, Ubre. They're all pretty consistent. I just think that they're pretty weak at the center position. Um, you know, as even though the games kind of progressed to very guard heavy or like stretch threes. Um, you know, you still need a reliable center. Like you still need that guy protecting the paint. Um, you know, they have Bismack. Bismack's getting a little old though, hasn't been very consistent. Um, you know, that's definitely their weakness. 
I think what we saw last year with the Suns and how they were using Aiden, I think was a really good example of how centers still play a valuable role if you use them properly. Um, you know, the center isn't out there just, you know, to play hack of whatever, hack of Thompson or hack of what, you know, and, and get rebounds. Like I think a center can actually be really useful if you, if you, you know, scheme him, draw, draw him up and, you know, use him properly. And as much as Cody Zeller does not get me excited uh, whatsoever, there is still part of me that's like, yeah, but if the Hornets can, you know, draw him up, use some, you know, pick and rolls with LaMelo or use some pick and rolls with Gary Terry. Like I think they, you know, they can be solid with him. Um, with the Hornets, uh, are they going to finish higher, equal or lower to 10th in the East this year? Mm, I'm going to say equal. Okay. I think they don't really get that much higher. I think a lot of teams in the East got better this year. The Hornets, I think their way of being better this year is just being healthy, but I think a lot of other teams in the East got pickups. Yeah, especially like the next two teams that we'll talk about here, I feel I feel like are going to be better this year. And that includes the Chicago Bulls, who mm-hmm. have a, um, dare I say, intriguing mix of personalities on this team i think it's probably one of the best mixes um right now in terms of starting lineups so you have point guard lonzo ball shooting guard zach levine small forward demar Derozan, uh patrick williams at power uh, uh, um, power forward nikola vucevic at center that's according to espn um you know it's it... <sighs> Just naming off those guys, just like the names alone, that sounds like, you know, a 40, 45 win team. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. It's like a team that, you know, should be in, at least in the play-in tournament. I would uh, say higher, personally. I, I, I want to say at least like the starting point, the bare minimum for this team this year should be the play-in tournament. Like, that's the bare minimum. And we're not, like, I haven't even mentioned like Kobe White. Alex Caruso, mm-hmm. um, Derek Jones Jr., depending on how you feel about him. Like, I, I think there is, like, you know, a world in which this team can be, not kind of repeating myself, like the New York Knicks in a, in a little way, where a team we're not really expecting, they come out of nowhere and they, you know, have a really strong season, probably lose in the first round. Um what do you think the biggest concern should be for the Bulls this year? I think the biggest concern is defense around DeMar and around Vucevic. Um, I think this team offensively is absolute powerhouse. I think this is close to Brooklyn in terms of offensive firepower or like Atlanta. Like they're, I think this team is really up there. Uh, I think this is probably the best possible fit you could have got for DeRozan. Um, you know, like the entire team, like entire like lineup is just full of shooters. Lonzo Ball is probably going to be over 40% from three this season. Levine was over 40%. Vucevic was pretty much at 40% this season, the best among centers for three-point percentage. Um, you know, if you are a player that prefers to take mid-rated shots or driving, this was the team you wanted to join. Um, 
you know, just those three players alone will just get you so much space on the floor. I thought earlier this year that maybe the Bulls would be unloading some guys trying to get Westbrook. I thought that was possible earlier, but obviously they pick up the Lonzo Ball and DeRozan first. Um, Which I don't, I actually don't mind that. Like, I don't mind, you know, trying to, trying to add one, like a bunch of guys instead of one guy. Cause I think that's how you win championships. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's the depth that is like, if you want to go on a big run, which I think should be the goal here for the bulls. If you Mm. want to go on a big run, I think getting that depth is really important and just having a bunch of players instead of just having um, a bunch of top guys on the team. And, you know, that's why I really love Alex Caruso. <laughs> we all love Alex Caruso. We, we, we stand Alex Caruso on this podcast. And, you know, another guy I'm, in, I'm interested in, um, Ayo Dosumu, Dosumu, who was playing for Illinois last year. He's a rookie. Uh, he didn't have a great season in college. I don't know if anybody really had a great season in college last year outside of, like, a couple Baylor players. But, uh, you know, he could find himself playing like 10 minutes a night and, you know, being a solid shooter and a solid playmaker. He's somebody that, you know, we aren't talking about now, but could be talking about by the end of the year. I don't see him being like a rookie of the year guy. I just see him as being like maybe like a a Peyton Pritchard type, you know, who can, you know, play a sixth or seventh man role if they really need him to. Um any other thoughts on the Bulls heading into what should be a really – this is probably one of the biggest seasons for the Bulls um, since D. Rose and Noah were on the team. Yeah. I'm, yeah, like that. that's how big this can be for this team. Any other thoughts on the Bulls heading into the year? Um, I think offensively this is probably – yeah, like I said, this is the best – I think this will be the best team around – starting lineup around DeRozan that we've ever seen. I think this is the perfect match for DeRozan. You've got Lonzo Ball playmaking. DeRozan's evolved as a player. He's a better playmaker now than he was in Toronto. He's a facilitator as well now. Um, You've got defensive, you know, like good two-way players, Lonzo and Levine. I think they'll, I think this is going to be the third best backcourt in the league. I think behind Golden State, behind Brooklyn, this is probably the third best backcourt in the league. I, I like the, the fact that Levine can still – like, with these guys around him, Levine can still be the first option because you know he's going to want to be the first option. Yeah. And he's also the most efficient player, really, outside of Jokic. He's the most efficient scorer in the league. I think you could see an MVP kind of season from Levine this year. That is kind of a hot take I had. Um, I think the concerns are just defense, and I think what really pushes this team over the edge is Kobe White, Patrick Williams. Uh, Kobe White doesn't have to be a facilitator with Lonzo. He can focus on scoring. That's what he does best. And Patrick Williams, he's 21, but he is going to be taking a big role at the forward position. He's going to have to try and be a two-way player. He's going to have to help Vucevic on defense, and he's going to have to be kind of consistent on the offensive end. If he develops a jumper, he could be amazing. Yeah, if Williams is just like average to okay this year, I think that's really mm. good for the Bulls. Like if he's just average yeah. or okay at the four, I think that's a really, you know, positive sight uh, for the Bulls. I think part of it too is that, sure, the team is trying to win now, but you might not want him to be like peaking right now, if you know what I mean. Like you're still trying yeah. to develop him and still trying to get him going uh, down the line. With the Bulls, uh, 
higher, lower, or equal to 11th? I think we know the answer, but. Higher, significantly higher. Significantly higher. I, yeah, 44, no, 40 to 45 wins. I think it's about what this team should be this upcoming season. Um, okay, Toronto Raptors. What, what, an, what an interesting year they had last year. Uh, never got to play in Canada because of the COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. Having to play in Tampa instead. I just never felt it never felt right from the start with with the Raptors. They they were one of the worst teams last year. They had the Kyle Lowry rumors going around. Um, it, it, it just never worked out. It just was not was not going to happen. Um, you know, Siakam and coach Nick Nurse seemed to have a bit of friction at times last year. Mm. What do you think? is you know is is i guess playing at home is going to be an important part to this team improving what do you think is going to be another factor for the raptors trying to get back to where they were um i think this is the player another player development year but now you're kind of locked in on that i think last year it's kind of split like we have lowry well lowry wants to win we want to win with lowry um, they couldn't do that really. They had injuries. COVID, they had the worst COVID issues of any team in the league, really. Um, and I think now that you just focus on player development, I think just having that like set direction is probably the best case for them. Um, obviously, lots of young guys. Uh, Scotty Barnes, I think it's going to be really what do really well, especially with Siakam out at the start of the year. He's going to get more time, more time to start, more minutes. Um, I'm really big on Gary Trent. I think he's going to be really good. I'd like to see OG get to that all-star level. I really like that. I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I don't know if this is going to be their small ball lineup, but like to start off the year, if they go like Goran Dragic, you know, Fred Van Fleet, OG, maybe Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, like if you have those five guys out there, cause you know, they talk about, you know, the NBA being a positionless league nowadays. Like if you just have those five guys out there to start the year. I think that's actually like not a bad lineup. I think you can actually like, there's enough shooting there. There's enough playmaking there. I think the defense would be all right. And I, I don't think that's, you know, awful for, for the Raptors. Uh, obviously Siakam out to start the year is, is not great. Chris, Chris Boucher. Uh, also injured at the moment, so we don't know what's going to be like with him. Is this a is this a playoff team? Are we are we like? I guess we're in Canada, so we might be a little bit biased because we get more Raptors coverage than you know any uh, anybody else. But is this really a playoff team? I think this could be a playing team. Playing team, okay. I don't think Goran Dragic will touch heavy minutes. I think it's going to mostly be Gary Trent development. Um, obviously, last year, you know, they had like COVID and Gary Trent was a little bit injured, but they just wanted to preserve him. They know he's going to be really good. Um, I think this is definitely player development year. I think it helps that there's no Siakam. Like other guys are going to get more reps. Um, my issue is they have the exact same weaknesses last year. No reliable bigs. Um, the rebounding is still going to be 
quite horrendous, I think. Um, I would like them to see, I would like to see moves. I'd like to see them pick up like another, a good young big man. Like Miles Turner is definitely on my watch list. I would like I, that. I, I, I would, would I'd be yeah. happy down for that. Um, I think you kind of just commit to this like Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, OG core with Fred as well. Um, personally, I would like to see moves around like Siakam and Boucher, Dragic. I think Precious was a really good pickup. He's going to be a good power forward center. Um, I think he is kind of undersized, which doesn't really help in matchups against Embiid. I watched their preseason game. Uh, Embiid was barbecue chicken. Literally, he probably ate barbecue chicken before the game. Like, um, you know, I, just, I think the Raptors, they're in a good direction. They have a lot of good young players. Definitely, everybody's very versatile. Like, everyone can put the ball on the floor. Everyone can make plays, like shooting. Um, I'm excited. Like, three, in three years, the Raptors are going to be, I think, at that level with, like, the Lowry, where they're always, like, strong playoff team. They're definitely, like, one or two guys off, though. Um, we, I, I should mention uh, Isaac Bonga, who I am one day older than. He was, I was born on November 7th, 1999. Uh-huh. He was born on November 8th, 1999. So um, kind of puts into perspective where I am and where he is. Uh-huh. And, you know. He's also a former Laker. So Former Laker. He was involved. What trade was he involved in again? Was he involved in the 80? Uh, Cause that was a three-way deal, wasn't it? Um, they shipped him and Wagner off to Washington for cash to make the to make the AD uh, yeah. trade fit. That's what it was. Anyways, yeah. shout out as Isaac Bonga. Um, people will also want us to say Yuta Watanabe. Yeah, I'm big on uh, Zv Mikaliwik. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm I, excited for Zv. I think I, he's quite good. I was afraid to say his name because I didn't want to butcher it. But uh, former Lake, wasn't he drafted by the Lakers? I think you and yeah. I were like pretty high on him coming out of college. Yeah, he was drafted by the Lakers. Um, I think he's going to be really good for the Raptors. I think they didn't have a reliable score coming off behind, on that bench behind Van Vliet and uh, Lowry. I think Zvi can be that guy. Um, yeah, people are going to love Zvi. He's going to be good. He's a big step up from Rodney Hood. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the Raptors. I'm excited just to see how players how how it goes. Uh, higher, lower, equal to twelfth this upcoming season. Um, I'm gonna go with higher. I think they're a playing team. I'll say higher too. I feel like there's enough talent there to be a play-in team. Mm-hmm. I'll say that much. All right. Um. 13th in the East last season, the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, who are, um, I don't know if they know what they're doing. I, I, again, I, I, I like some of the people, when I look at this team, it's like, okay, I like Sexton. I obviously like Kevin Love, uh, you know, Darius Garland's actually like, okay. Um, they drafted Evan Mobley. Yeah, Evan Mobley, they just drafted. Jared Allen's on this team. Um, you know, 
Uh, there's this thing in, in, in football in the NFL. So the Houston Texans who have Deshaun Watson right now, uh, they're a team that's been managed so poorly that basically their, their roster is a collection of guys who are like, Oh yeah, I remember him. That's where he is now. Like that's what the Cavs are. Uh, yeah. because Ricky Rubio is on this team. Lori Markinen's on this team. Uh, Denzel Valentine, who I was actually high on coming out of college at, at Michigan State. Taco Fall is on this team. Um, what are your thoughts on the Cavaliers heading into 2021-2022? Uh, um, it's hard to have, like, concrete thoughts. Um, Jared Allen's been one of the best young centers in the league. Um you know, Darius Garland has potential to be an all-star in his future. You got Evan Mobley, who we'll see how he does, because he's supposed to be like the Kevin Durant archetype. Um, lots of random randomness. Like, you've got Kevin Love still there. You just picked up Laurie Markkinen, Denzel Valentine, Taco Fall, um, Isaac Okoro's looking good i'm hoping he develops more uh my biggest question is colin sexton are we still doing sex land are we not the sex land of things still are they trying to move him are they going to move him what's the deal i think that's like half the fun of being like a Cavs fan is that you're in sex land like i exactly I, i feel like that's like you know Cleveland Cavaliers only fans marketing page your marketing slogan is like sex land um, sex land sex land uh, I mean you know also also on this team uh, Ed Davis mm-hmm. totally forgot uh, C Osman totally forgot about him I listen part of me like as a LeBron guy, I, I really like LeBron. There is part of me that still kind of likes Cleveland and wants this team to do well. Um, I just don't know. Uh, I just don't know how they get there. Their head coach is uh, 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 JB Bickerstaff, which, correct me if I'm wrong, he always just seems like the guy that uh, team like replaces the fired coach. Like he always just seems like an interim coach. Like wherever he is, he's like the assistant. Like. Feel like he was that in Memphis. I feel like he was that in mm-hmm. Houston, where he's just like, you know, everybody's uh in term and then full coach. But hey, you know what? Sometimes that's just what you are. Um do we do we are we rooting for the Cavs? Do we have any I like Kevin Love, but like do we have any like rooting interests out like in this team doing well? For me, not really. Like, I'm not sure what you're doing. Like, obviously, you want Jared Allen around. You want Darius Garland around. They kind of got to decide what they're doing, I think. Yeah, I don't really know what the plan is here. I don't really know what you're actually trying to do. Uh, it just seems like you have a collection of players that some people are f- somewhat familiar with. Uh, you have Sexland, and that's about it. Yep. I don't know if you're going to unload some assets to get some more draft picks, if that's going to be a thing, if that is a thing, I don't know. Who knows? 
I'm excited to see Evan Mobley, though. Uh, do we think mm. Cleveland uh, is higher, equal to, or lower than 13th in the Eastern Conference this season? I think equal or lower. Uh, I agree. Uh, the Orlando Magic, 14th in the East last season. You know, they actually, like, the difference between them and Cleveland is that they actually feel like they have a strategy and a plan, and, like, they, mm-hmm. they kind of know who they are and what they want to do. Which is uh, which is interesting. Um, who who's a guy on the Magic who you're really excited to watch this season? Um, I'm excited to watch RJ Hampton. Hell yeah! Um, I'm excited to see what Jalen Suggs can do. I'm kind of wondering if he is going to be the huge pat. Like, I know a lot of Raptors fans really wanted to see Jalen Suggs. Um, I know a lot of people said the Raptors messed up. I want to see if they're right or not. Um, I think Orlando has a lot of good, talented guards, which is also what I think is their biggest weakness as well. So Orlando, similar to Cleveland, uh, they just have like a random assortment of players, I think, on this team. Mm-hmm. The guys are like, oh, yeah, I remember him. And yeah. But I think they're also like more entertaining like guys, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, in that regard, where it's like, oh, Cole Anthony. I like Cole Anthony. I like Cole Anthony. Jalen Suggs was a great shooter at Gonzaga. That's cool. Terrence Ross, I remember him in Toronto. He does some sick duck dunks like half a yeah. dozen times a year. Like that rocks. Mo Bamba's got a song named after him. Hell yeah to that. Robin Lopez is on this team. Gotta love the Lopez brothers. Uh, Franz and Moritz Wagner are on this team. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, let's do this. RJ Hampton, Michael Carter, Willie. Like, this just, Wendell Carter. Like, again, I keep naming guys. It's like, this just seems like a fun team with a, a, a random but awesome assortment of assets. And I am all here for it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good guys like on this team. I think there's a lot of talented guys. They'll probably only get better. Um, I th- shout out to the Orlando Magic Instagram page. I think they're probably the best team on social media. I, I think I, I think they do a great job, and you know, I think it makes me excited. Like I don't, I don't even, I probably won't even watch like an Orlando Magic game unless I don't really have anything else to watch. But no, I'll, no, I'll still I'm, be no, excited no, I, to I'm see gonna, I'm gonna watch like I don't know. Not even 20 minutes of magic basketball all season, if that, right? Yeah. Not even gonna watch 20 minutes of it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy every minute of it just because of like the guys, and you know, they seem like they're all having fun. Like they yeah. seem like they all just like enjoy where they are and what they're doing, and they know they're probably not gonna win this year, but they at least seem like they're enjoying what they're doing, and you know. I think that that's what I really like in a team, a team that really mm-hmm. just, you know, is happy to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for the magic, I like the idea of RJ Hampton. I like the Jalen Suggs, um, Cole Anthony. I know Markel Fultz is around and he could potentially be better than any three of them, but do they want, to have Markel Fultz around. Obviously, RJ Hampton's been really good for them. Cole Anthony's been very solid. 
you know, I don't know what you do because you want to develop these guys, but also you need to give these guys time to play. So you have four guards, guys all under like six five. You can't exactly spread them across the entire lineup all the time. Um, you know, they do have some holes around their team or maybe around like the forward position. Like they have Jonathan Isaac, um, Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba kind of play the same position. They'll probably be like fighting for his time. They'll probably split time. Um, I just think they're a little too heavy at the guard rotation, even though they have a lot of quality guards. But I think from a player development standpoint, you kind of got to pick and choose, maybe get, drop one, get a forward or something. I think here's the thing. I, I think this team this team also has some extra draft picks. I think this team is fine. Like I think they yeah. like, I think this team is in a is in a good spot. Um kind of like you say, they they do have some holes. They're not gonna be perfect this year. This is a, a long-term plan that they're working on here in Orlando. And I'm all for it because I think it'd be really cool. And I, it, you know, if they, you know, they also have some really nice uniforms. Like you say, they have really good social media game. Instagram, especially I'm, I'm part of me rooting for the magic. Like in a, just yeah. like, this just seems really fun and exciting. Not in like an actual, like, Oh, I wonder how this works as a basketball team type of <laughs> aspect, but Hey, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, um, higher, lower or equal to the 14th in the East. Um, I think we have enough talent to be higher if they're healthy. Like we didn't see Jonathan Isaac. I thought he was going to take a leap. Markel Fultz obviously was improving as his short time before he was injured on the Magic. Um, I think this should be higher. I think guys are getting better. I'd like to see them higher. I'm going to say higher, um, just because I, I again rooting interest. I feel like they're better than Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they, they might be better than Washington. Maybe. Um, who knows? But I, I think they're higher. They're long-term play here with the Magic. It's not good. You know, good things don't happen overnight. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the Detroit Pistons who finished 15th last in the Eastern Conference last season. Um, you know... They're also on their way to like being something. Yeah. Uh they they drafted Cade Cunningham first overall. And what I really appreciate about Cunningham is that he really seems to enjoy being in Detroit. Like he's really embraced it. He's really enjoyed the city. He's really enjoyed the fans. He's really enjoyed the organize, you know, embraced the organization. Uh, I'm excited to see how he fits in with this team. Other notable players on this team include first-round pick last year, Killian Hayes, Kelly Olenek, Cassius Stanley. Kind of a weird team. Weird team. Not going to be that good this year. Luke Luca Garza. I'm excited to see Luca Garza because he was he was the Naismith Award winner, I believe. Uh, I can pull it up right now for you. He won. He was quite good in college, and he went very low. He went Col- in the second round, 50th pick. National College Player of the Year in 2021. 
Um, yeah. Big Ten Player of the Year tw- won that twice. Uh, he's only got his number retired by the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm. I'm very interested that he fell so far down. Um, no, I hope he does pretty well. Um, I think this team definitely obviously revolves around Cade Cunningham. How good is he going to be in his rookie year? Is he going to be rookie of the year? Is he going to be, you know, like shaky at the start? You know, the whole team's success lives and dies by Cade Cunningham. What do we think a successful season is for Cunningham? Like 20 and 10, 15 and 5? I think closer to 20 a game and like six six or seven assists maybe okay i think he's he's like physically he's definitely nba ready um he's got good skills he's a good shooter good playmaker i think he could definitely be that like russell westbrook lamello type where they're getting points they're getting assists getting rebounds um you know i think he could be quite good um, I'm not sure how everyone will play around him. I think you want him to be the primary ball handle, handler, but I think with Killian Hayes, who's going to be his backcourt partner, he's not a very good shooter. He's a good playmaker, athletic guy, but I think you have to put it in Killian's hands simply because he can't shoot off the ball from Kade. Another guy to keep in mind is Jeremy Grant, who had a really good season last year. Like, 22 points, uh, about five rebounds, three assists a game, you know, shooting up, you know, not quite 900 free throw. Makes it, I w- would have to say that I think Jeremy Grant is very overrated. I think he just had really, like, I mean, he won the uh, most improved, uh, any season as a most improved player award finalist. Um, yeah. So he basically just had one season where he was the, the main guy. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that on playoff teams was like a fifth, sixth scoring option. Like he yeah. was a good, decent two-way player. And he goes to Detroit and he balls out because there is no super promising picks. There's no high picks. There's no guys that they're like clearly rebuilding around. Jeremy Grant just gets free reign really like he can do whatever he wants he can shoot how many ever times he wants i think that just inflates his numbers a lot um you know i'm excited for Sadiq bay kate cunningham i think they're going to be really good shooters jeremy grant's going to be consistent he's not going to have the same amount of success um i think yeah. it's success- i think a successful season from this team would just be if the young guys like take a step like if cunningham mm-hmm. fits in really well um, if uh, Killian Hayes has a solid season where hopefully he's healthy as well, uh, if Bay has a really, you know, solid season, I think that would be a, 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 you know, overall positive, net positive year for the Pistons is if the young guys can really take a step um, for this team. With that being said, um, they finished 15th last year in the Eastern Conference. Do you think the Pistons finish higher or equal to the can't finish lower higher or equal to 15th uh in the eastern conference i think equal i think equal. i don't think they're better than cleveland and there's not i think every other team is better really i i think i agree 
All right, that's part one on Eastern Conference with Fuji. Uh, Be sure to tune in again on Tuesday when we have the Western Conference preview. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace out.